got friends, only wanna talk business. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I got expensive, cause when is expensive. I've been reading all the work. And I've been shutting out the stars. Yeah, cause when it rain, then it pours. Yeah, and I'm ready for some more. Yeah, and I've been reading all the work. Hey, what's up, Kevin Hill? Namas, Dooner. How is everything from the Dooner Bunker? Uh, everything's riding out the pandemic. Everything's going good in the the Dooniverse over here. I got the comments up right here on uh on the old LinkedIn. Although that's formatting a little weird on my iPad, so I'll mess around with it um and get that back up to function. <laughs> tell tell the folks uh what the show's going to be about today. Uh, the show's going to be about controlling your own destiny, side hustles, starting a new business, maybe doubling down in your sales job right now and treating it like your own business. And the whole genesis came from uh, a post that we saw on LinkedIn from Nicole Barrett, who's a a great listener uh, and and good friend. And she lost her job uh, a couple weeks ago and she decided to go out on her own and start her own business. So we're going to talk about how that feels you know, the, the process that she's going through right now, uh, it can be confusing. It can be, uh, it, it can just be really confusing and a lot of highs and lows, adrenaline rushes, sleepless nights. So just get her feeling on, on the challenges that, that are coming up t- for her in the future. Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, thank you for covering me for a second. I got these comments up. Gregory Grimes says, Vest came strong today, fellas. Always, always on point on Wednesdays. Nicholas Redmond says, uh, BS. I'm not, I'm not sure why. Chris Jolly says, good morning, everyone. Ryan Schreiber said, this show is going to be about short sleeve shirts, apparently. Hey, man, it's getting warm out here hey. in Chattanooga. Jake McLeod says, morning, guys. Can't wait for today's show. Kesha Harris says, uh, afternoon, all. TikTok, Kesha. Chris Ulrich says, what's up, guys? Chris H says, hello, everybody. And KC3, that's Kenneth Carter III, says, happy to listen. Thanks, Guys, Kevin, should we do it like we do it and get into some quotes right here? Let's jump into the quotes. We have three quotes today. We do. I know. That's why we have to get to them early. There's so so many quotes. Three times the quotes. The first one is, and I love all of these, and that's why we sometimes we have to just put extra ones. This one is, Mm -hmm. and this is about starting your business, right? Entrepreneurship. It's the magic of risking everything for a dream that nobody sees but you. That's Eddie Scrap, Iron Dupree, portrayed by Morgan Freeman in the Oscar-winning movie Million Dollar Baby. That was Clint Eastwood's. Didn't he direct that as well? Yeah, yeah. We were just yeah. talking about his other movie, Richard I, Jewell. Yeah, I know, right on. before we started the show. Uh, it's, it's, you know, Richard Jewell, I, I guess, isn't quite as good as uh, a Million Dollar Baby. But yeah, it's exactly right. If, if everyone saw your vision, everyone else would be doing it. So it's got to be original. People are going to call you crazy sometimes. Uh, oftentimes you are crazy. And that's just uh, the fact of life. So got to believe in yourself first. Got to believe in the idea. And what is the idea? That's why I use this other quote, because they kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You got to have the idea. And it goes like this. What is the most resilient parasite, bacteria, a virus, an intestinal worm, an idea, resilient, highly contagious. Once an idea has taken hold of the brain, it's almost impossible to eradicate an idea that is fully formed, understood, that sticks. And that's Dominic Cobb is portrayed by Leonardo DiCaprio in Inception, the closest I will get to being portrayed or portraying Leonardo. <laughs> it does. You know the feeling, too, whenever you decided to, you're going to start podcasting, right? It's just that parasite got into your mind, and that's all you could think about. You obsessed about it, and it made you go forward. 
Yeah, and that's, I mean, you have to have that drive, right? You have to have that yeah. obsession. You have obsession. to have that addiction. You have to be addicted and give it your all or else it's going to be very hard to launch anything because the only person that's going to believe in you at first is you. Is you, yeah. So a lot of people talk about passion, and it is passion, but to me it's always obsession. If I get obsessed with something, I'm going to wake up doing it, go to bed doing it, think about it in my dreams, and that's that's kind of the the obsession you need to uh, to go forward. So our final quote is from Simon Sinek, and it's working hard for something we don't care about is called struts. Working hard for something we love is called passion. Yeah. That means so true. <laughs> you don't make a uh, 631 podcast because you don't want to do it. I mean, exactly it, right. You're going above and beyond nine to five at that point, And you're really just you're really giving your all and trying to put something out there. And the same goes for for sort of any business. I mean, I, I've been in that nine to five. We've worked for brokerages and we're just doing sales for a 3PL. Mm-hmm. It's very easy, especially when you're getting grinded to just fall into that routine the thing is, though, when you decide to strike out on your own or you're doing something for yourself, or even if you're trying to elevate yourself within within your own company or within an industry, you got to go in like a badass. You do. It, you, it, again, you, it goes back to the obsession. You have to be obsessed with it because the, the bills come due. Who cares? I have this idea. I want to execute this idea. Everything's going against you. It doesn't matter. I mean, you just brush it off. It doesn't matter whatsoever. And anything else... Uh, if you didn't like, if you didn't have that drive, you would be so stressed out, you'd probably have five heart attacks within the first uh, two months. But it's, uh, yeah, I know, right? But but there's no stress involved. I mean, there's stress, but it's all good stress. You know, you have bad stress and good stress. And going out on your own or, or doing a side hustle or, uh, again, starting a new business or even starting a new product or service within your own company and kind of owning that and getting obsessed with that, it's all becomes your passion, Matt becomes H- your addiction. Matt Henning, he says, Dooner is Macho Man equals priceless. This comes from a guy, get this, who was accepted to the WCW power plant in the late 90s at the height of wrestling, at the, at the peak of it. You know, late 90s, you got Goldberg, you got the NWO, you got it all happening. Even the Macho Man was in, uh, was in WCW at the time. If you're not familiar, WCW power plant was like the training ground for wrestlers. Talk about living a dream, one you have to go a thousand miles per hour in. Matt Henning, hell yeah, thanks for sharing. Leslie Parkinson said, let's do it. James Gordon said, loving the excitement. And Emily Zink says, Ryan Schreiber, ha, ha, ha. Well, Emily, here's a little letter to you. I wore the short sleeve on purpose because I know how much you love them. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we picked this topic, right? Because a lot of people have have reached out to us. You know, we cover in the coronavirus freight market update, we always talk about unemployment on there. And it's it's impossible to avoid, right? One fifth of the American workforce in the past five weeks have lost lost their jobs. We haven't seen this week's unemployment numbers, but in our own networks, we've had plenty of people reach out to us. Even just yesterday, Stephen Elliott wrote, wow, how the stars ever aligned. Um, They have for me recently, he was laid off as an account executive position, and he was just thanking us for for doing this show. It's coming at the right time for a lot of people. It really is. As you said, a fifth, uh, over 20 million people have lost jobs in the last five weeks alone. Uh, A lot of people got furloughed. A lot of people are now having to collect unemployment. Uh, there's no better time now to, to really think about what's next, whether that's a, another job, uh, starting a side hustle, learning new skills. While you have this downtime, it is is just so important right now to to make the most productive use of your time. 
Yeah, and we had a lot of reach out and response here. Jonathan A. Payne said, good topic. Jamin said, pumped to hear. He's always looking to develop himself and develop his network. Nicole Barrett, she's going to be on the show. She was happy we're doing this one because we invited her. Nicole Glenn said, it's awesome. She wants to hear from Nicole Barrett. Another uh, women-run business trying to get Nicole by Freight launched off the ground. Adrian Chapman said, great stuff. But now we're going to get into our headline topic, which is that entrepreneurship, making something Out of nothing, the most beautiful thing you can do, being that creator, being that starter, being that initiator. Kevin, you started, I guess before we get into this, let's just give a little background on on something you've started and something I've started. So you've done Carrier List before. Tell me a little bit how you ended up deciding to do that. So uh, yeah, I was working as a freight broker. I was really, uh, it's kind of a dead-end job. Uh, I don't want to say it was completely dead-end, but it was something that I really I had a lot of stress because I didn't really have a passion anymore for for executing and, and being a freight broker. But I saw where the, some of the tools I needed didn't exist, and, and part of that was just a low-tech way to call carriers, uh, get information, and build a, a list that I could sell to, to other freight brokers. And I just became obsessed with that. I'd done some data products uh, before, worked for some data companies, so it fit in really nicely. And I just went full board, quit my job at a certain point. So, so before I quit my job, though, I had uh, I had a few customers lined up. I had kind of built a sample and then a preliminary list and then sold uh, probably a dozen to, to different organizations. And it's like, well, this is going to work. I have to, to do it full time. So I quit everything, went full board, maxed out the credit cards, uh, did the whole bit of, of hiring people and just living hand to mouth for a long time, paying, you know, every dollar that came in went to payroll. And it was, it was a great, exciting time. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I learned so many lessons and, and part of that was online marketing, building content. And one of the, the reasons why I'm here at FreightWaves right now is, is because I went out and did that and got the opportunity to do research here. Kevin, for me, life kicked me in the ass and put me in the corner. In November of 2016, I was let go from a job where I was director of business development. Well, my wife was eight and a half months pregnant, just about to give birth. But I had some free time. I had an idea. I had that obsession. I was like, I always mm-hmm. want to do podcasting. And they say, well, if you're going to write or you're going to talk, talk about what you knew. I knew a lot about logistics, right? And I knew that the way that this field was being presented, especially by the podcast that existed at the time, were a lot like webinars. They were really boring. I wasn't a fan at all. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go full bore and kick ass in this. Hasn't always been easy. Along the way, too, right before I started doing all this, and the reason why I talked about addiction at the beginning is I went into rehab before I started all this. I lost a job, went into rehab for five days to get depression alcoholism treated and uh ever since just been trying to kick ass at this and do it every day and um and learn from the grind hopefully today we can just share some of those messages and things we've learned along the way with the audience and you guys in the comments section do the same to us uh, you're exactly right and one of the i, I guess one of the, the positives sometimes is if you're one of those 20 million americans who've lost a job you don't have to make a choice now you don't have to make a choice of leaving your job and leaving the safety and security of a paycheck and the health insurance for some obsession or a dream. It was forced upon you, which is actually a good case sometimes. And now you have the freedom. You have that stress lifted off your shoulder. You can go out and, and control your own destiny. Stan you don't even have to make the choice to do it. Stan Duncan left a comment on one of your posts that do there, and I know I reference him all the time, but it's because he gives such great insight, right? He's from Tallgrass. Yeah. He goes, unless you have an infinite runny, runway, a.k.a. you're a trust fund kid, the critical task for most entrepreneurs lies in effectively managing the uncertainty inherent in trying something new, which can include a lot of things depending on the situation you find yourself in. 
From my experience, Bill Alouette's Discipline Entrepreneurship is a case close by read book for any entrepreneur, regardless of experience. Uh, he put up some reviews and everything, but some great information there on what to do. But let's give some of our tips for what to do when you're starting out. These are things that have worked for us and also uh, some crowdsourced advice from people. The first one I have, Kevin, is that it won't be easy. Don't do this to do less work. Do it for yourself. My income was slashed by... I was making 25% less than I was as uh, a director of business development for my first year of building it up. And especially building it up first, you're not making a ton of revenue. There's a lot of people who think you're an idiot, especially if you're trying to podcast in this field in the beginning of 2017, where there were not that many successful shows. People just look at you like... Like you're stupid, right? And and no one and the only people you're gonna to get to to listen to you and support you at first are friends and family. But with any business, lean into those people at first. Definitely lean into those people first. My first year of, of Carrie I made a hundred percent less than, than I did at my <laughs> job. Right? Uh, you know, I, I had three or four people working for me. Every dollar I made goes went directly to them or to software or to to expand the business. Uh, you know, you, I didn't have a natural pool of customers. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I did the the, the post uh, p- post yesterday about what comes first, you know, the product or the audience. And a lot of times, a lot of people pick the product. And while the product's very important, it's even harder to go out and market and sell that 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 pro- or product or service or, wh- or whatever you have. It's going to take longer than you think. It's going to be more expensive than you think. So be aware of that very much. But, and then there's the old adage of, you know, I work 80 hours a week, so I don't have to work 40 for somebody else. Well, here's the thing though. And I think some people take that the wrong way because not having a boss doesn't mean you don't have a boss. We all have people we have. We to all have bosses. To. Be that your sponsors, be that, be that your clients, be that your spouse. Cause you're not making enough money. You're dedicating too much, not enough time to your work. You're always going to have bosses. There's no such thing as a hundred percent freedom unless you want to just go, you know, live off nuts in the middle of a, uh, you know, <laughs> undisclosed uncharted forest. There's some Somebody be looking at you for something at all times, and maybe even especially more so when you're running your own thing. There's a lot more to be accountable for, and you got to be smart about managing that. And there is, and I'll take the freight waves example right here. You know, I work a lot here. By I I feel I own everything that I do, everything my team does, right? And it becomes a passion to me. It's not stressful whatsoever because it's something I want to do anyway. It's what I was doing before this, as well as just creating research, creating content, and helping people out. KC3 says he went down a dark hole and ended up going to prison for three years. But guess what? He studied personal growth and logistics the entire time. Now he's the owner of Ameriton Freight and Logistics. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, We'll do an episode on not worrying about your past, worrying about moving forward. Mm -hmm. Don't care about what's in the the rear view. It's in the rear view. Rear view for for a, a reason, right? So we mentioned bosses. So be your most demanding boss, right? Yes. The other thing you're going to have to do, a lot of this, especially at the beginning, it's going to be mostly just you. For most of us, for most of us, it's going Mm -hmm. to be ourselves trying to build this thing out of nothing. Once we have something formed, it's a lot easier to rope people in and bring them in. So when you're doing that, write down a lot of your ideas, even if they're dumb. Keep a journal. Track your progress. You're going to have to motivate yourself, especially since at first you're going to, especially when you go to friends and family, you're going to get a lot of those things, you know, moms tend to do or your grandmother may do where they're like, oh, that's a great idea. It seems very patronizing and it's not giving you a ton of information. But if you're obsessed with an idea, you think it's a good one, then build it out, follow the data and pivot as necessary. Yeah, everyone's going to think you're crazy. No one's going to like it. You know, you're, you're leaving the safety and security to go do something that no one else is doing, which is inherently risky, even though sometimes that's the, the least risky thing you can do is do things that no one else is doing. Uh, the, sometimes the 
the, the, the riskiest is, is doing what everyone else is doing because you're not going to make any headway. But you're going to go through all of that, write down every idea you write down, every single idea, because you don't really know what's going to work. You know, you don't know what's going to work until you kind of test it out on the market. And some ideas are going to be really good. Some ideas are going to be horrible. And usually the ideas that you don't, that you just write down just because you write down might be the best idea that you have. Sometimes because the, there's a lot of different progressions through this this cycle of of getting something to market. Well, yeah, we always talk about differentiation, right? How you can't differentiate yourself by just copying what everyone else is doing. So sometimes these ideas that people that people think are stupid because they're not they, they don't know exactly how you're going to be applying yeah. them are actually what may differentiate you from other services. Then as you build out, you may want to bring in some more traditional focuses, but at first to really stand out, you have to do something slightly different in a way that other people aren't doing it. You do. You, and we talked about this a little bit last week on, on name it and claim it, right? Even if it's a process that, that most freight brokers just follow anyway, if you can go in and define that process to where you can sell it and then you can put the marketing copy on top of that, give it a catchy name and just talk that system and how well that system works, sometimes that's enough to differentiate yourself as a freight broker or a trucking company, enough to, to attract some customers. You know, at first, too, you're going to feel overwhelmed. You're going to feel like you're in over your head. You're going to suffer from imposter theory. I'm not a CEO. I'm not a company owner. I don't know anything about this. Well, here's the thing. And I, I, this goes back to when I was talking to Andrew Leto on, on Insiders. And I just love so much what he had to say, which was, be what you want to be. Be, be your I mean, it's that simple. Like, assume the identity. Well, now you are. No one else knew what they. No one else knew what to do at first either, right? Be the guy to eat the oyster before anyone else does. There's there's some caveman who did that. There is, and it, it goes kind of back to to the obsession, right? If you're obsessed, you have the discipline to uh, to to. to to, to really be hard on yourself, to, to work night and day, to be whoever you need to be, and and basically not in a fake way, but in a purposeful way, to be who you want to be, and you're backing up because you're doing all this work and putting in all this effort, and if you're obsessed with it, all of those steps kind of fall in line very neatly. You don't really even have to think about it. It just naturally occurs. Make sure you can you can take on that identity. Stan Duncan makes a great point. He said, not everyone is cut out to be an entrepreneur. Now, here's a litmus test for you. Let's say you're in a brokerage and you go into the brokerage, you kind of just like to sleepwalk and you have the whole time that you were there and you just like your entries to file and you really like a routine and then you just got let go. You may not want to start your own company because uh, you need a lot of direction and there's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's millions of people in the workforce that, that like that. And it's not an insult or anything. Just save yourself the trouble of trying to get this deep in bed and going this far down the path. If you know that you're not going to be able to commit to it, this advice is more for people who are, who are kind of on that line, right? Who are like, you know what? Every day I go in the office every day. I wish I was the boss every day. I think I have this great mm -hmm. idea. No one's listening to me every day. I try to prove to the person above me that I am working my ass off to be better. If you, have that type of drive, that type of focus, that type of ambition, continue listening. Continue listening. And if you have that kind of drive and ambition, just go do it. And a lot of times it doesn't even mean leaving your job. You know, there's side hustles, but there's also, you know, this is a sales show for salespeople. You own your own sales and marketing campaign. Really, you own a lot about, especially in freight brokerage, your own quality of service and how you market that and how you present that. So if you put all these energies into that, you're going to you're going to increase your commissions, your earning power, staying exactly where you're at.
Here's one that if you're a salesperson would resonate with with any of you. If you're a successful salesperson, learn the joys of failing because at first you're going to fail a lot and you're you're going to consider things that may have even been wins failures as you're 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 assuming this identity. Your company's assuming this identity. You can't let the bad take you down. And this that that is that's something that you're going to have to understand because you're going to f up a lot at first, right? Oh, you're going to f up all the time at first, and you have to enjoy. You have to come to enjoy it. You know, I, I didn't know how to build a website. I didn't know how to build an email list. I didn't know how to. I, I there were nights when I was first starting this where I I couldn't sleep because I couldn't figure out how how to program where you click a button and download uh, maybe like a sample Excel sheet. Uh, I had no clue of even how to do that. And I learned how to do it. It took a, it took longer than it probably should have. Uh, <laughs> but, but now it's the most simple thing in the world. And it's like, why was I even worried about that? Those are just details that are, are, are fine. But I just remember, I didn't know any of that. And it takes a long time to learn it. And you're going to F everything up while you're doing that. And then once you've mastered that, you're going to go do something else. And you're going to F that up as, as well. And, and basically, I just took the mentality as... And it goes to this day right here at Freight Waves too. So I want to be in over my head every single day because if I'm in over my head, I you know in awkward positions, I I'm not used to or this first time I've done it. Then I'm going to master that. I'm going to learn it. And I'm just going to grow as a person. You have to get over procrastination, anxiety, that fear, anxiety. Oh, yeah. There's there's a, there's always that thing where it's very easy for our minds to do this to us and to keep, and to put a barrier up for us where we neglect doing things because. You know, oh, that's going to be hard. That's going. I just don't feel like going through it. I don't do that. As someone with really bad ADHD, and this is also a skill I learned when I was in rehab, was if something's bothering you the most, take care of it first. Get it out of the way, and get it get out of the way early in the day because there's nobody more convincing and talking about it doing s than yourself. So the longer during the day you give yourself to talk yourself out of something, the the more mm-hmm. likely you are to do it. So Not you know one of the reasons why we, why I like giving away books, and this is uh, this book is because I had to to learn how to do online sales, marketing, copywriting, everything. I read everything I could get my hands on. One of those was Grant Cardone, and one of the the lessons I always remember from there is that time is the food of fear, right? Time feeds fear. The more time you a little lapse with fear, anxiety, anything like that, the bigger it grows, the, the more it grows. So just as you said, Tuner, uh, things that are troubling you, things that you're fearful or anxiety or, or problems, you attack them as soon as possible. Don't give them the oxygen to grow. Yeah, rewire yourself, rewire so instead you feel a ton of anxiety if you're not being productive, if you're not yes. moving something forward. And that will keep you from not experiencing that. You will just keep going and creating. Like you said, you keep yourself very busy at Freightways. So do I. And the reason I do that mm-hmm. is part of my own need for my own mental health because if I'm not doing something, I go mad and I think too much. And thinking too much is the enemy of creativity. Uh, it is another one here. You, you're especially you're big on this email. Everyone, right? Cold, hot email. If you're starting a new business, let everyone know, right? Nobody knows yet. It's brand new. How are they going to yep. know? You got to tell them. Don't be afraid that you're going to pester people. Annoy the ass out of them at first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally agree. I think I think new entrepreneurs or new business people, new salespeople, really underappreciate how long it takes. For people to recognize who you are, it take it's going to take a lot longer. It's going to take more money than you ever thought it would. And at one point, I found this email tool where I could build email lists, and I didn't have time to make a lot of calls. You know, I can make twenty or thirty calls. I was doing five different things. Uh, 
and it was it was really good to, to email market people, even cold email. And I built this huge list of, of freight brokerages. I mean, probably twenty thousand freight brokers. And I had a program. I, I just kept emailing them, emailing them. I'm sure that there's uh, quite a few people out there who have gotten my emails over the years. And you know what? All these cold emails have put me in a, a very good position. A lot of people, you know. I'm sure a lot of people don't like it, but a lot of people have liked it. I've developed a lot of relationships through cold emailing people. And, you know, one of those is Craig Fuller. And then one of the reasons why I'm here at Freightwaves is because I cold emailed him so much that he, he finally responded. Yeah, I, I cold reached out to him on LinkedIn. I just said, hey, you want to yeah. be on this podcast I'm, I'm doing? And he was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> that, although, you know what? When I first started out, it was a lot harder. When I first started out with the, with the first in 2017, a lot of people in logistics weren't used to podcasting. There was a mm-hmm. couple incumbents. One guy who was actually in Massachusetts. And those guys, nobody helped me out. Nobody big time me. And my next point is ask for help. But at first, a lot of people may not give it to you, especially if they're not taking you seriously yet or they don't think you're le- legitimate. So my initial shows were focused on like, like news, historical topics, things like that, because nobody wanted to come in and risk their name being being on the show. Um, mm-hmm. I still remember some of those people too, and they have not gotten an invite since. But that, <laughs> that's, you know, sometimes too. Sometimes and is this necessarily a bad thing? Sometimes I think we all have to have a chip on our shoulder to keep going, and sometimes that is just vilifying, making a villain out of some of the, just those early people who were mm-hmm. in your way. And it may not totally be their fault, but you just have to have somebody. You have to have somebody you put on motivation, that wall, man. That effigy you burn at night. You yes. set on fire, man. Yeah, so you got to get that chip on your shoulder and get it big. <laughs> you know, I was, I was I was cold calling people, freight brokers, uh, trying to sell an Excel spreadsheet of uh, 2,000 carriers or whatever. It's the only thing I could do at the time, and I, I was obsessed with it. I got laughed at so much. I remember a lot of people who laughed at me uh, while I, co- I cold called, and, but it, it fuels the fire. It keeps me going. Uh, Chris Seeds, he says some of the best brokers that he's worked with have a strong entrepreneurship mindset. One of the top characteristics that we look for when bringing on new team members. Yeah, very good. I guess my only question to Chris, maybe he can put it in the comments, is how do you retain them? If someone has that strong of an entrepreneurial mindset, what's keeping them from striking out on their own? How do you foster that to make them want to stay and continue to incubate their ideas for you within your environment instead of just going out and doing it for themselves? I guess one of the things would be pay them well. <laughs> I guess pay, so. <laughs> pay them well and let them have the freedom to own their own process. And I think a lot of people, you know, especially freight brokers, right? So you have you have the agent model where you're doing a 50-50 split or a 70-30 split, and those people are entrepreneurs. So you know, mimic that as much as possible. If you have good salespeople, and that's it's kind of one of those entrepreneur. Uh, entrepreneur positions in freight brokerage and, and and freight in general that you you don't have to outlay all this capital and take as much risk as as you would if you got your own MC number and went out and, and created your own freight brokerage. Leslie Parkinson, the third owner at the Perk Group Agency, owner at DSV, says, Discipline is also a big key. Don't fall for the set-your-own-hours vacation whenever you want quotes. When you start, uh, you're sure you're, you're going to have to set time aside. It's going to take a long time. Yeah, we touched on that at the beginning. That, and when we talk about, and we might do this next week, is talking about, for though because we took a survey, and half the people want to start their own company. Half the people are going to be looking for other jobs. So maybe next week, or actually next week's Freight Waves Live at Home, check that out um, Tuesday 
through Thursday, yes. we're going to be doing a live Put That Coffee Down. But maybe the week after, we'll do finding your next job and looking at um, some of the uh, some of the good things to look for in job postings and some of the bad things. And one of the worst things you can see in a job posting, because it means you sure as hell aren't getting a salary, is if a broker says to you for a sales job, set your own hours and work whenever you want. That is like the biggest warning sign you're going to get. It is. <laughs> it is. And for me, you know, so I, I read the, the four-hour work week, and I, I've set Curious up a little bit like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I, I couldn't imagine myself not working a, a lot. Four hours, I would be so paranoid. I'm so paranoid every night that I haven't done enough uh, for, for everything in my life that I'm just paranoid. I'm paranoid all the time. If I, It just keeps me dry. It just drives me to, to accomplish more. So working my own hours means like, what, 18 hours now? Yeah. 26 hours? I mean, that's my own hours. If I, if I work eight hours, I feel paranoid that, that people are catching up to me. Well, that's the thing, too. I mean, always go hard. No one can catch up to you. And that, that's, that's mm-hmm. sort of how I feel as well. That's why I'm always yeah. trying to build this. That's why I work six days a week. It's why I get up at 630 in the morning to read the morning because no one else is doing it. So I want to do it. I want to be the one to do it. Yep. I want to I pave that ground. Uh, we have a couple more. We're going to call Nicole real quick here. But we talk about this all the time, so we don't have to elaborate. But network up, down, and sideways, meaning talk to people above you who have already done what you want to do. Talk to people who are at your level. Don't always look at everyone as a competitor we're all people and if, if they're good mm-hmm. people you want to work with share advice and also network downwards because if you're on your fourth week as an entrepreneur there's someone who's just starting so make those connections early on don't be the guy to close that door because you never know where they're going to go and then you might be their chip on your shoulder you're just gonna be a motivational piece mm-hmm. but you won't be able to ride that wave Yes, don't make enemies. Yeah. Don't make enemies. I, I'm reading a book right now called How to Be a Rainmaker, and I'll probably give that away in, here in the next couple of weeks. And it's it'd be nice to everybody. You never know. Uh, you know, uh, an example of of a rude customer uh, in a restaurant, and it was rude to the waiter, and and it it turned out that that every waiter in there, there is an affluent community. They're all doctors, and the guy was a pharmaceutical rep. You know. Just little things like that. Bring you know, basically, all those kids told their doctors or their, their dads who are doctors not to, uh, not to deal with this guy. Brand, you, you never know. Brand yourself is another big one. Secure for, for yourself and also for your business. So if you're going to start a business, you got a name. Go check all the social accounts, URLs first. Make sure you can secure that stuff before you throw your name out in the world. You just don't want someone jumping or squatting on it. That's just uh, common knowledge. Grab that stuff. Uh, grab your own accounts. A lot of people in the comments who follow this show, the Hope Whites of the World... Chris Jolly, Nicole Barris, Jamin, all those people that are in the comments right now and on our Glengarry lead list, they all know how to how to brand themselves and they're looking for more advice. Uh, it's so easy right now, too, to like, I just, Emily Zink had mentioned TimDooner.com on What the Truck on Monday, and I'm like, I'm going to go check to see if TimDooner.com is available. So I went, I secured that, and I secured Dooner.io, and now, I mean, it just points to, it's got a picture of me, it says what I do, and then when you click on it, it points to FreightWaves.com slash podcast, but I wanted to secure that down get a presence and it took um on squarespace it took me like 15 minutes to make that and I was like great it doesn't look like it took much longer but go to timdooner.com you'll see it's it's easy and to that's do. another that's another thing you should start branding yourself branding something getting some kind of network and audience and i think we talked about it a, a few minutes ago even before you have an idea for something or you're ready to make a move because it's so hard to, to build that up over time that if you spend all your time uh creating this great product you know, I, I know people who have patents, right, that have inventory, and they, they created something really cool, but they have no idea how to sell it. So they've spent all this time and money, 
without the, the the real appreciation that it's going to take at least that much time and money to build up a customer base and to actually even start making money off of it. Let's, and that's, that's one mistake I see everywhere all the time. Let's call Nicole up. There's there's so much meat on this bone. Uh, let's get her mm-hmm. on the horn. We called her up because we had learned through the grapevine. She put a video online, right? She put a video on LinkedIn. Yes. She said, I had lost my job. Uh, not atypical for this time. And she said, you know what? I'm going to strike out on my own. It's time for me to start my own company. So let's find out where she is with that Get her up. Let's get some inspirational music. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence starts. Hello. Hi, Nicole. Hey, how's it going? Hold on, it's going to take off. Hi, Nicole. This is your career. (laughs) Oh, liftoff. Here we go. Nicole Barrett's going to be lifting. Hey, Nicole, can you turn turn this down a little bit in the background? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Hey, so Nicole, introduce yourself to to the audience. We said at the beginning, we we just said now, but give us a little bit of primer on you. Um, Also, this is my 30-second sales pitch. Okay, yes, here. Hold on. Let me turn the elevator on. Here we go. Okay, starting now. (laughs) I can't hear it. Uh, My name is Nicole Barrett. I am the founder and president of my own brokerage and consulting firm called Straight by Nicole. I work exclusively with small and medium-sized business clients to aid them in moving their domestic freight, resolving their logistics struggles. I'm partnering with the best in the industry and emphasize the need for honesty and trust in all relationships. I believe in working with integrity and continuous improvement. This means I mean what I say, uh, keep my promises, and when an issue occurs, I work to determine the root cause so that I can prevent it from happening again. Nicola, I would stay on the elevator with you, but I've been social distancing. From over here in Social Distance <laughs> Studios, Chattanooga. But that was that was very good. Uh, so now we'll keep you on the line. We're not going to hang up on you. Kevin, should we institute that? Or would that be rude? Imagine if, if we just, like, your elevator pitch is bad and we just hang up. <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> like, that. like, see you later. <laughs> Done. So Nicole, you oh, just so right by Nicole. You just you just started up. Uh, we don't have to we don't have to rehash the past. You you lost your job. Not cool. But what made you decide? What is your obsession with the with your idea right now? Having more control over my life, wanting freedom, wanting to um, get out exactly what I'm willing to put in, um, you know, and just being able to provide for my family, you know, sink or swim. And I'm a swimmer, I'm a fighter. And so because, you know, it's hard right now to get hired, I don't want to rely on unemployment. Um, I kind of have to just go out and make things happen for myself. That's amazing stuff, and I, I've been, great attitude. I was in a I was in a similar spot with you. Who is this person? Someone's Nicole. Someone's trying what, to uh, dive in with us. I gotta <laughs> hang up on this person. <laughs> Telemarketer, leave us alone. There we go. Okay, okay, good. All right, they're gone. They're gone. So we we did a survey because this show's focused more on the early stage entrepreneur, the person who's where you are. They're just trying to get that lift off the ground. And we asked as we do, we crowdsource to our audience. We take a big survey, and a lot of people left some great, amazing comments. But our first question in that survey was, if you were let go at your current position tomorrow, what would you do? You were in the thirty five percent that said start your own business, right? Mm-hmm. An equal number, an equal number said looking for another job in trucking or logistics. And as Kevin and I touched on earlier, we'll definitely cover the some skills for looking for a job and ways to present yourself and market yourself in 2020 after we get through Freight Waves Live. But uh, are either of you surprised by that? Half the people are going to I was surprised that so many people want to start their own business, actually. I was a little surprised because it is scary. It does take a lot of work. Um, it's It's not something that you can just rest on your laurels, right? It's, um, 
And right now it's a very risky time. You know, we don't you don't have that security of a paycheck. It can be terrifying. It can almost like stop you before you get started. Oh, well, so, uh, Serena, I, I, oh, just one second. She's got some oh. audience. She's got some fan support here. Uh, Serena Stansbury said, step one, crush your elevator pitch, which you did, Nicole. Destiny Jimenez, CTB, she said, amazing job. Stephen Elliott, who also has a very similar situation to you. He put out a video like you did. He said he's going to be looking to go his own way. He said, wonderful elevator pitch. Way to go, Nicole. And Mark Horwitz says, way to take the plunge, Nicole. Good stuff. Right. Oh, sorry, Kevin. Didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> uh, no, no worries. Uh, uh, number one, Nicole, great. Con- con- ah. congratulations. And then number two is that on the 35% that says starting their own business, a lot of people say that, and I, I've said it. I'm sure you've said it, Tuner, as well. Uh, you say that until the bills come due. Yeah. And it's like, well, I, I need to go find a job. <laughs> what? So what is different? Guys, let's let's diagnose this for a second. Though. What was different? What's in, different in your mentality? You've had jobs. You've you've lost a job before or switched jobs within logistics. Kevin, you've had a job, switched mm-hmm. jobs in logistics. I've had jobs. I've I've lost them or decided to switch and stay in logistics before sort of deciding to create my own career path. What went through your mind? What was the difference maker between you going, all right, I'm just going to apply to a bunch of other jobs to I'm going to start carrierless or freight by Nicole? Uh, frankly, I was tired of not fitting in. Like, I, I do feel like I was in a great culture at the company that I just left, EA Logistics. I love them. I'm definitely going to miss them. We'll start with them again. But um, it's, again, that lack of control, that relying on other people. I was just, I'm ready. You know, I have my business degree. I didn't want to let it go to waste because I worked so hard to do that. And I just feel like, uh, you know, now that I've gotten out of my imposter syndrome, I can do this and then also pave the way kind of for other people to do it. You know, give other people strength and encouragement because that has helped me so much. This this circle of put the coffee down um, circle that I have and all the great people that I've been talking with since joining um, has has really made, made a difference. What about you, Kevin? Uh, it's the same, really same as Nicole. I mean, it's control. And, and also, I wasn't at a career placement that I really wanted uh, in freight brokerage. And there was no way where I was to, to do that. And a lot of times it's, you have to go out and just do that on your own. And, and that doesn't mean leaving your job necessarily, but it means doing the things, you know, on, on LinkedIn, a lot of people that, that listen to us, uh, do a, a lot of networking on LinkedIn. Uh, I, I went out and, and started providing content. You did too, dinner. And it's, it's just putting yourself, whether it succeeds or fails as a business, it puts you in the position to advance and to, to take more control of your destiny no matter what happens. And I think that's the, the baseline is taking control of your destiny. Yeah, I mean, that, that was that was my impetus for doing it. As, as I mentioned, I had gone to, to rehab to deal with alcoholism mm-hmm. and with depression. And I, I had something to prove to myself, right? I'm, and part of part of that depression, part of that, that need to fill that hole was being filled with negativity and, and bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was also therapeutic. It was part of, of my own recovery, and it's still part of my recovery to this day. And that's, I think, yeah. part of what, what passion is, makes me passionate about it. You're exactly right. And I, I think there's a lot of people, and I, I probably deal with the depression as well, you know, throughout my life, but uh, filling it with going out, wanting to create, wanting to create my own business and and having that obsession uh, fills that void in such a positive way that, you know, I, I wake up at 530 without an alarm clock now. I mean, I, <laughs> it's, 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 it's amazing. And I feel much better. And it's the best thing I ever did. 
So it, when you would have answered this question, our second slide, how much interest do you have in starting your own business or side hustle, you would have been in that 60% very interested. So 35% want to, 60% are very interested. So there's a lot of people here who are probably like on that line, right, Kevin? Like there's some people like Nicole, they've decided, some people like Stephen, they've decided they're going to take this plunge. They're going to take this time to do it. And I would I would argue that right now is no better time than than other, than, than any, any other to find it. We're all under house arrest. You know, you got, you got extra time on your hands. Mm-hmm. Put that energy towards towards doing this but and it seems like it's bearing out here in those results where 60 percent's there and then another 30 percent said someone interested so it's 90 percent you know having a side hustle that, that's controlling your own destiny too right i mean if you're tied to a job for a paycheck as we know very very much over the last five weeks that paycheck can be gone in a moment's notice and then you're stuck in having to send out resumes having to 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 describe uh, start from ground zero uh, to, to try to find employment again. But if you have that side hustle, you have something to fall back on. And you also you have your own personal branding with that side hustle. And you just have more opportunities if, if bad things happen or unfortunate things happen in life. Uh, if you're tied directly to that paycheck, uh, you know, you go from 100 to zero very, very quickly. And it's hard to, to, to get back on your feet again. But until you've started, you haven't started. So what? The, mm-hmm. another question we answer, what are two reasons that do or did keep you from starting a side hustle or business? A uh, pretty typical one was 45% time, money was next at 40%, where to start, 35%. Risk of failure, only 25%, but well represented. Some people just, they're not really sure of the idea yet, 50%. Motivation, only 10%. So a lot of people are motivated, they just need the right the right uh, moons to align. Nicole, what had kept you prior to losing this job from you striking out on your own? Um, I am a mom, so I need to support my, uh, myself, my little boy. Um, I have a lot of animals too. so <laughs> I need to pay for them. Um, it, it, it's just, I didn't feel like I was ready. I had the imposter syndrome. I didn't have, you know, great self-esteem. I had that anxiety. Um, you know, I didn't feel like I, I, I didn't have the funds. Like actually right now I'm draining my roof fund. I have a, you know, my roof needs to be replaced, but then I have to wait another year because, you know, everything's going into the business. Um, so money, time, um, and then just, um, you know, self, I, I don't know, I don't know how to say it. Just believing mm-hmm. in myself. Self-confidence or, or yeah. believing that, that you can do it and, and pull it off. I, everyone goes through that. I mean, uh, everyone who's ever done it. I mean, I, I still go through it every day, all, all of those things. Um, but you know, uh, this the, that's why I always go back to obsession. If you're obsessed, you don't really care about anything else. You just do it even though uh, the odds are against you. I it, makes it, it makes it easier. Yeah. I guess my other would just be, and uh, there were a lot that we got in from, from different viewers on other, but mine personally would be circumstance. Like you might you might not need to. You might be positioned in the right place. You might be plugged into the right amplifier. It might not be the right time. It, it might just make some mm-hmm. timing is definitely another reason some people not because there's a mutually beneficial relationship between you and, and whomever your employer may be. So it doesn't entirely make sense for you to make that shift just yet. And I know on the time factor, time factor, that's BS for a lot of people. Because if you have time to, to go home and watch Netflix, uh, binge watch The Lion King, oh, yeah. or The Tiger King, sorry, uh, you have time to, 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 to come in from work and, and build, build your destiny. You know, put in the time and work and research it takes to get something off the ground. 
Yeah, I mean, time is a lie. I mean, there there are times when, like, literally there just is not enough time. But if you really <laughs> want to do something, if you want to meet with someone, you want to talk with someone, you want to start with something, your priorities change, and so does the way you decide how to give out your time. You own your time, so choose it wisely. <laughs> if you're making an excuse about you're not having enough time, then maybe that if, if that's really your excuse, then maybe you're not ready to start the business, right? Because time's always exactly. going to be a problem. And stand oh, up. I totally agree. And like, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, Nicole. Oh, go, go. Well, I was going to say, I totally agree. And my whole thing, too, you know, and the reason why I had the idea that if I got fired before, you know, before I actually did, I had the idea if I got fired, I am going to start a business. Like, I, I think that's what also made it easy for me to pivot is I had that backup plan in queue. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like that would be the next step. And it's only, it is definitely a blessing that I was pushed to this point. I feel like this is exactly where I'm meant to be. Um, but I feel like I was just, you know, sometimes there were things I was doing I didn't like to do. I felt like I was wasting my time and time is our most valuable asset in life. So I, I didn't want to waste another minute. And that's why you know, I cried for 30 seconds after I got fired or, you know, maybe a minute or two, but then I just jumped right into it. It was like, okay, let's go. That's a great attitude. Yeah. I, phenomenal, phenomenal attitude. Some people mentioned money, right? So here's one that we wanted to highlight because I, I you know, with stimulus checks going out, that might be mm-hmm. some money to, to start a business with. Um, we didn't want to ask if you, like, if you had a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars, we just asked, do you think that you could start a business or a side hustle for under a thousand dollars? And, uh, I was pretty happy with the response here. 65% yeah. said yes. 22% said no. 13% said, I don't know. For me, I think that answer should be a hundred percent, right? Yeah, it's a hundred percent. How much uh, did it cost you to start doing podcasting? Uh, my first computer that I bought was two hundred and seventy-five dollars. I got it off off uh, off Amazon. It was a used refurbished computer. I got a fifteen-dollar microphone and an eighty-dollar mixer, so it was less than five hundred-dollar yeah. investment. Yeah, I did a, a sample product uh, for for Careless, uh, certainly under five hundred dollars. You know, a lot of my time, but your time as entrepreneur is, was worth zero. Uh, you put in as much as much as you can uh, because that's what it takes. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I did it with five hundred dollars, less than five hundred dollars. I, I could count, and and basically the book this week we'll, we'll get to that. But is how to uh, ideas for for doing for under a hundred bucks. Nicole, how about you? What, what are you going to? You don't have to reveal everything, but what is what, what are you going to initially point to? <laughs> or what's your first thousand going to go towards? Uh, well, I needed a new computer. Uh, that way I had to buy that right away because my son monopolizing mine doing the e-learning right now. Oh, I know the feeling. I have to still pay for daycare too. So like I, my, oh. my income is like down like 35, my family income. Cause now my wife, she can't freelance as much. She's got to watch the kids. Um, and daycare that like, they, they kind of threaten you that they're, you're going to lose the spot for going into kindergarten. If you take the kids out and it's, it's a big mess. So you're paying and you can't go right now? Are you paying at least half? I mean, they, they give you like a couple of assignments and everything like like that you're like for e-learning. But I mean, it's not the same. Right. And part of it is mm-hmm. to part of having kids at school. is So you have that that time so you can work on other things and and go in and make more money to help pay for that school. But when you take that out of the equation, a lot more pressure comes on everybody. Yeah, I know I'm not absolutely. exclusive here with that. I'm, I'm sure there are tons and tons of parents you you included who are now feeling that pressure. Yeah, definitely. And that's why, and that's also why I have sleepless nights and this has become my main hobby, right? Like everything, all my spare time is going to this and some landscaping. Like I got to get outside. I got to get outside of my office um, in order to keep my sanity. But, um, you know, just having to help him throughout the day and and not having that extra space or that distance get away from him. Like that's, that's forcing me into other hours of the day where I'm hardly watching TV. I'm hardly doing 
anything that is not helping my business right now. Hey, everybody, remember Stephen Elliott? He put that video out yesterday, Kevin. We mentioned at the beginning yes. of the show. He said, you know, uh, this show has in- inspired him in a lot of ways. Well, here's what we're, I guess we're doing a good job. He said, I am gaining so much from this. Thanks for bringing Nicole on. It's confirming I'm on the right path. Well, yeah, thank you so much for for joining in. We talked about a value amount. What type of business or side hustle would you start with under a thousand bucks? Kevin, 35% be a consultant. Smart choice, right? It's smart choice because you, it doesn't take a lot of money. You know, if you need business card, you need a website, you need a telephone, you need some emails. And something well, to consult on, right? You need some sort of knowledge. Yeah, you, you do. And everything else is your hustle, right? It's, it's your years of experience and your hustle. Uh, so it doesn't take a lot of capital to, to, to get that started. How, how about you, Nicola? What, what is, what's going to be the core focus of your business at first as you scale up? Well, I love domestic freight brokerage and I love working with truckers because, you know, my dad is one. I've been in the industry essentially my whole life, even though I didn't realize it. Um, so I want to work with domestic freight and then I do want to do some consulting services. Like I want people to reach out to me for help not, and, and, you know, not just to make money off of them, right? Like I want to help other people because you never know when they're going to be able to pay it forward or you never know who they know that they might refer you to. So I really just, I want to take care of people and that's my carriers, um, my other 3PL partners and my clients. I think all of them need respect. We need to change the way that brokers are viewed at this time. Nicole, let's uh, let's let's help you out a little bit here. Put out your contact information so people can reach out to you. We can help you network through Put That Coffee Down. You've you've inspired some people in the comments section already. Thanks, guys. I definitely will do that. So what what is it? How do people reach out? Look up Nicole Barrett on LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, sorry. I always like, had like I can post it on the free website. Man, I you can as well. Post it in the comments section. <laughs> um, yeah. So my cell phone number is six three zero five two eight seven four three four. Um, my email is really simple. It's just Nicole at um, FreightByNicole.com. Uh, there's no H in Nicole. It's just N-I-C-O-L-E. Wow. Nicole, you did an awesome job. Uh, check the comments when you're done. Yes. I'm sure it'll put a smile on your face. A lot of people being super supportive. And thank you for joining us on the show today. We appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. And keep up the great work. I love it. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. Yeah, great to hear from her. Jonathan Payne yes. said, uh, I agree with Dooner. Don't wait on the stars to align. There's never been a better time than now. Scared money doesn't make money. Un- uncertainty of the outcome stops most people. It's risky, high risk, high reward. Nicole Barrett, congrats on taking the release. And that's from uh, the, the Leap. That's from Jonathan Payne. Stephen Elliott says, Nicole Barrett, you're welcome. I would love to connect with you. Yeah, all, everybody connect. Kyle Taylor said, short sleeves, investor on point. Hey, man, this is our fun shirt Wednesday, Mr. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had one last one. We, we track this one every week, Kevin, right? Are you concerned yes. you may lose your job due to lack of economic sales or last lack of sales or an economic recession? Economic sales, I guess, could count too. Um, it's uh, this has changed and shifted, but is it, it's more positive than ever, right? 60% saying no. It is. It, it's, you know, basically everyone's seeing the light at the end of the tunnel now, I think. I, I think. You know, certain states, Tennessee, Georgia, just around our neck of the woods, they're starting to open up a little bit. And it looks like we're, we're right along the peak, you know, on the, on the curve. So I, I think everyone uh, everyone's getting a more positive image of where we're going to be in the next couple, three weeks. Kevin, you asked a question online. I, I took some of the best responses out of here. We'll go through them really quick before we get to the shout outs. But you asked... Um, would chicken before the egg, right? What was the, what was the specific question that you asked online yesterday? 
You know, so, so the specific question was, you know, is it the chicken or what's more important? Is, is building your product before you build, before you start selling and marketing it, having a perfected product, or is it more important to start building and, and or to start developing that, that customer base and doing selling and marketing uh, before you have a perfected product, before yeah. it's even ready to go to market? And what I've seen is I've seen a lot of people I spend a lot of money on inventory, on the, the, the perfect branding for or the perfect um, marketing that doesn't actually work, right? Yeah. So, so or, or building it or build it and they will come. This philosophy, right? I'm going to build this this great mousetrap is going to be better than any other mousetrap, and people will just line up line up out the door to buy it, and that's just not true for anything you have to to go out and aggressively sell and market it market anything that you do so start it as early in the process as possible i agree with what joe lynch had to say and it's not because we're both just podcasters but he said Mm -hmm. great topic i like the idea of and but at the once i finish reading this i'll tell you why i think he may have the perspective we both share but he says great topic i like the idea of develop developing the minimum viable audience once you have that audience Get their input, find the bigger problem, and develop the minimum viable product, continue to improve upon the product. And he probably, because he does podcasting, he probably has a lot of people reach out to him, as do I. So a lot of times you can you can decide if you want to build a business organically just from the own network you've built and the feedback you're given and people asking you for advice on this and that. And uh, if you are want to do so, that might become its own consulting. It really is. And that's, that's why I'm a big fan of the, this process is because if you can do your own personal branding... Uh, do a great networking job, build a, a, a base of potential customers that you interact with, they will tell you what they want to buy. So you just go build it or, or go produce it or tailor a show around it, right? It's what people are asking for. You go and provide that, and that's the easiest source of building a great product or service and, and getting sales as soon as possible at a high velocity. Here's one for you. Chris H. He says, as an entrepreneur specifically, what's a good way to grow or create an email list? Lead magnets, man. Make that content we're talking about. Do some content marketing. Uh, give, give away some of the special sauce for free. It's what marketers do all the time. They show you how they do something and you realize, wow, that's actually a really powerful skill that that person has. Maybe I want to, to use their service or whatever your service is. If it's good enough to pay for Tell people about it. Don't be afraid to ask for some of those those lead magnets. Put lead lists out. Kevin, you mm-hmm. have created tons of lists. How would you go about it? I would, uh, you know, just just build the content you can. Experiment around with it, and and these are lead mag- inbound leads, right? That's what we we're talking about. He wants to make an email or, list, so he just needs email. Oh, an email list. Oh, uh, so so basically, uh, I'll give him a shout out. I, I do mine with the eGrabber, so it's eGrabber.com. And if you buy anything, use this code. It's a Cahill underscore e grabber. I want to make sure I get my referral fee. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's uh, this. I I searched around forever, and that was the the best one I could find. And it works so brilliantly and simply. I I can't recommend it more. All right, Kevin, it is that time. It's that time to give the book away. What book are we giving away today? What book am I drawing for? It is Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. And it's really. Uh, it's all about how to be different, how, how the different people or different approaches, different experiences different, will differentiate you and how that, that works. I, I guess most entrepreneurs, most successful entrepreneurs, I forget the exact number, but it's a, a huge percentage are dyslexic. Wow. 
and they, they had to overcome that. They had to, 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 to find the resources within themselves so to overcome that. And it gave them the power to uh, stand out from the crowd, do things that are different. And that's why they were entrepreneurs. Kevin, I want 50% of that referral fee from, from eGrapper. All right, I'm, I'm going to draw. Let's draw for the book now. Boom. Okay, let's see here. It's number 15. Number 15 is none other than Eric Steves. That's S-T-E-E-V-E-S. You have won the book. Very good, Eric Steves. All right, what's the next time listener? What's the next? Uh, what's the next book drawing here? Put your name. Leave your name in the comments. Reach out to us on social media. Easiest way to get on the list. If you're already on the list, you will stay there. You don't have to worry about it. But you haven't been on yet. Throw your name in the comments. Reach out to us. This is Chris Gillibo, and it is a hundred dollar startup. And it is uh, he interviewed you know hundreds of different entrepreneurs with with their own business, with their own side hustle. Uh, to, to investigate and kind of find common denominators of businesses that you can start for as little as $100. And, and really, the, the real figure in here is less than $1,000. And how to, to start it today and, and build something to where, uh, with under $100, that, that is a minimal viable product or, or a minimal viable audience, just like Joe was saying. Lisa Turvel It doesn't take a lot of money. It's shout-out time. Lisa Turvel says, big support out to Nicole Barrett. Melissa Price said, wow, that was a great plug, Kevin. Way to integrate that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Stephen Elliott, Josh Lumston said, yes, please. Okay, you are in the drawing. Scott Finlayson, he's Director of Operations Chicago, Kansas City, and Detroit at Market Express. He said, just wanted to tell you and to thank you guys for what you're doing. It's a breath of fresh air to hear your opinion and take on the industry. Today's Put That Coffee Down was a real inspiration. Helped me realize some things I'm doing right and some things that he's not. So thank you so much, Scott, for reaching out to us. We always appreciate that. Um, Nick Crowley, he is the president at Diamond Freight Systems. He says, thanks for connecting. Let me know if you need anything. Also, keep up the great thing. Um, he sees a lot of carriers complaining and then praises, put that coffee down. It's a little bit longer. Not going to get into the whole thing. Uh, Philip Arena, enterprise account director, elite transport, said, just wanted to say thanks for the freight sales content. Loving the podcast. Craig Klein, great work. I personally think put that coffee down is some of the best content in our industry right now. Hell yeah. Thank you very much, Craig. Yeah. Uh, and he's a like that. president of operations. Julia Harrelson, she says, Hi, Kevin. I just wanted to say thank you for all the great content you have all been producing. I've been working from home lately, and I've been eating up the Freightways podcast. Thanks for making quarantine a little bit better and listening to Put That Coffee Down has helped me get motivated while she works at home. Eric Serta said his wife doesn't believe him when he's watching our content. I guess he's having too good of a time. <laughs> Stephen Elliott, we've mentioned before, he said this will be a good show. He's looking forward to it. Joe T. Baliva, tax collector at the California Franchise Tax Board, said, can I share my business plan? Uh, sure. <laughs> Chris Jolly yeah. said he was looking forward to it. Steve Rodriguez, commercial manager at Olympia Moving. Awesome. Stan Duncan, our homie. He said Nicole Barrett's an awesome guest. Martin Mayotte, fantastic. Michael Ritzema, he said, hey, yo, he's talking about Scott Hall. Uh, let's see here. Anybody else? Jonathan Edwards, love what you guys are doing. Bring value every day. Your podcasts are killer. Would love to be in the book drawing. You were, Jonathan. Put that coffee down. It's changing my life one day at a time. As Christopher Ramirez says, if it ain't fun, don't do it. And then uh, Nick Roemer, he says, without a product, no clients, but you need to know. Kevin, any last words before we tell him to hit the music? I would say build your audience now, even in the, even if you don't want to do a side hustle or a business right now or have an idea or it might be two or three years because building your audience, building your network 
gives you the potential buyers or promoters of, of whatever you come up with in the future. And it also gives you great ideas and feed off uh, of everyone because there's a million reasons not to do something. There's one good one to do it. Network with him at Kevin Hill. Network with me at Timothy Duna. That's D-O-O-N-E-R. Next week, Tuesday through Thursday, Freight Waves live at home. Go to FreightWaves.com. Get details. Awesome. known Slack channel. Talk about networking. It's going to be fantastic. Everybody, thanks for joining us, including you, Serena Salisbury. Serena Stansberry, first-time listener. Hey, production, hit that music, man. Let's take it home. It's been a great week.